Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. What a beautiful privilege and responsibility we have as the moms in the home as we move into this Advent season. I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families and were so very blessed during this last week and now have been able to take a deep breath coming out of whatever traveling or activities you had going on during that Thanksgiving week as we now move in to this Christmas season full force It is a little bit funny because the stores are so crazy and all of the advertising and marketing. I feel like Christmas has already been in the air for like the last month, but we're now officially here. And speaking of the word Advent, as that's what we're going to be talking about today, it actually even started yesterday. So Sunday, because Advent is really marked by the Sundays leading up to Christmas. This last Sunday, the 27th, was actually the first Sunday leading up to Advent. So uh, if you didn't get to participate in Advent yesterday, that is okay. I'm so glad that you're here with us now because you're going to get to jump in and just usher in this season of Christmas beautifully as you get to create such wonderful memories and traditions for your family as the mom in your home. So what a beautiful gift that is. And I brought with me today a mom who also has a beautiful heart for motherhood and for marriage and just really living out marriage and motherhood through a biblical worldview. And I've enjoyed watching her on Instagram. Her name is Bethany Rose, and Bethany is expecting her fifth baby. So it's been especially fun for me watching as she shared about her pregnancy and talked about the expectancy of this baby with her children and her family, since we're also expecting right now. So we've kind of got this in common. Bethany is expecting their fifth. Her uh, first four children are seven, five, three, and one and a half. And she has been married for 11 years. And she has a podcast also that you're going to want to check out that she does with her husband. So it's really special. It's called the Whatever is True podcast and really travel through a bunch of topics relating to marriage and motherhood, um, but also touching on current events and really how we view those through a biblical worldview and talk with our children about these things and um, how do they impact our homes and our families. So you'll be really encouraged by that. So check that out. And you'll want to follow Bethany on Instagram at Waves and Lilacs. And of course, I will um, link all of these things in the show notes below so you can check those out as well. And be watching this week because we're going to do a giveaway that is specifically focusing on something for Advent with a giving manger. And you're going to hear more about it as we talk um, in this conversation as Bethany is going to share about how they've incorporated that with their family. But don't forget to check out her Instagram and mine this week so that you can enter in for that giveaway. Bethany, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. And I just, I love the Christmas season. So I just love talking with anyone about it. It's such a treat. It is so much fun. It's definitely one of my favorite times of the year. Me too. We should have started with a song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We could have just started (laughs) off singing. I love that. 
Um, so let's first talk about Advent. So Advent is the season of waiting and expectancy for Christmas that's to come. Yeah, it is such a special time of year that we get to include our families in and teach our children just the greatest story of all time, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that it becomes such a focus for our family. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what each of our families do for Advent. I love hearing about people's traditions. So this is like a really fun episode for me to get to hear about what your family does. So what do you guys do? Yeah. So for Advent, I think that, so right now our kids are, are young um, mm-hmm. and we have been trying to figure out what, what do we want to do every year? And I remember several years ago, actually listening to a podcast on the topic of Advent and thinking to myself, oh man, I am so unprepared for this. (laughs) And I didn't want to be unprepared because it's so important. And so I remember Mm -hmm. like scrambling together at the last minute, trying to piece together an Advent for our kids who were, you know, even much younger at that time. And so it has definitely evolved ever since then. And we have tried multiple different things, but one of the things that we do is a family. It's like a a devotional basically that you go through weekly. It is called the way to the manger. Um, It's by Jeff land. And what I love about it is that there's different activities. If you choose to do it, there's questions to discuss. And then there's a section that you get to write in every single year and just see how the kids answers have changed over the years, which is like so cute because what they're answering at three versus seven is obviously very different. Um, So that's one of the things we do. And it focuses on the, the four Sundays leading up to Advent and is just very biblical and grounded in scripture, which is what I was really ultimately looking for, for our kids. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the main things that we do in our family. So does that really lend itself towards like a weekly thing or is it something that you do daily? It's a weekly thing. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing that we do is the giving manger, which I'm really excited to team up with you on that for, because it is focusing on kindness during the Christmas season. And there's a book that you read at the beginning of Advent or whenever you choose to begin it with your family. And you um, have pieces of straw. And every single time someone in your family does an act of kindness, you take the piece of straw out of the jar, the bowl that you have in in your home and you place it in the manger. And then Mm. on Christmas day, you have a bed for baby Jesus to lay in. That's so special. So we have something similar to that, that we do. That's also super simple. And it's also a book. It's called the sparkle box. And it's a book that someone gifted me and in the book. So the book is called the sparkle box and it includes this actual tangible box, but you could do it even without the book if you don't have this book, but you like the idea. So you take this box, this sparkle box, and it's just a small like gift box. And we put it up on our mantle in our in our family room and then have some papers. 
And when there's something that you do that's an act of service or act of kindness to someone else or to others, you put it in that you put, you write it down and then put it in the box. So then on Christmas day, when you're opening presents, before you open any of the presents for each other, you open up this pres, this sparkle box. And we always pray before we do it and pray that God used these things that were gifts that we did for others as though we did them unto him and that they were done out of a heart of gratitude and service for him since it's his birthday. And I really like the tangible way that it makes a gift for Jesus before making a gift for each other, especially for my young children. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's such a great visual for them also. Yeah. And it was interesting too, when we, during the Christmas season, when things were like still not as active during COVID time, (laughs) whatever that was that whole time. Right. (laughs) Um, but that was such an interesting year because we had to realize that a lot of the things that we had habitually done as acts of service, you know, we'd go to retirement homes and sing, or we'd make cookies and deliver them to neighbors. Like where, where we live, everything was shut down still in ways that we couldn't do that in Southern California. And Mm -hmm. so we had to say, what can we do with what we have though? And how can we still serve at this time? And really realizing that serving each other matters too. And it was a really special time of realizing how many meaningful acts of service you can do for one another, even in your home. So that's really shifted our box over the couple of years too. That's wonderful. I love to hear that. Yeah. And then we also do something weekly also similarly. So we do an Advent wreath. Do you guys have a wreath that you do with the candles? with yours or no? I can't remember if we still have it or not. I are <laughs> like remembering my childhood. I don't know. It's like in my head, I can see it, but I can't remember if it's at my parents' house or our house. <laughs> is it mine or theirs? <laughs> I know. I know mine is not my parents because we never did the wreath growing up. So okay. we did a lot of Advent things. Um, but the wreath was something that we never did. So one year I thought this might be a fun way of incorporating my husband into this more Because much of what I do, we do throughout our regular days. So like our morning time devotions that we have as a family every day with me and the children where we have our Bible time and our poetry and our hymns, I change all of that for the Christmas season. So we sing Christmas carols instead of hymns and we read Christmas poems instead of our regular poems. And we read about the events leading up to the birth of Christ instead of just reading whatever our next Bible reading is. So we really shift our hearts overall by shifting our entire mornings every day in December before Christmas. So it's kind of an overall expectancy, but my husband wasn't a part of any of that Mm -hmm. because that's when he's gone. It's just me and the kids. So I really have liked um, that we've started doing this Advent wreath and I found a resource through raising prayerful kids called gathering around the advent wreath. And I will link that also below. I've done a couple of podcasts with them on with me before too, but they talk about really specific, easy ways to do an advent wreath with your children. And it goes through some call and response and goes through some readings. And then they even have references for actual Bible reading or the pages from the Jesus storybook Bible. Because that's another one that, especially if you have young children, I mean, I actually think it's beautiful even for me still, the Jesus Storybook Bible is, but um, it's one that's just really helpful, even with little ones. So I like that they incorporate the page numbers as an option to use for that too. So 
I'll link that for you guys if you're interested in that also. But that's what we do. And um, my family growing up did a lot of traditions of like singing Christmas carols and reading Christmas books. And we would do a Christmas countdown. So there was just that feeling of expectancy. Um, But the wreath we added. So some of the things that my family did, we've kept the same. And some of those things, you know, my family's different. I'm a different mom than my mom. And my children are different children than we were. So some of them we've added to or changed over time. And that's been really beautiful. What about you guys? Does yours look a lot the same as it did in your home growing up? Or have you added and changed some things too? It's definitely different. Um, But with that being said, there was definitely an emphasis on celebrating Advent and Christmas as Jesus's birth. So the one thing that sticks out in my mind is my mom actually made like the biggest advent calendar you've probably ever seen in it would hang (laughs) on our kitchen wall. And I mean, the thing had to be like three feet long, maybe, and like two feet high. And she colored the entire poster of a, uh, of the manger scene basically. Mm -hmm. And then she made it so that they were all, um, like sticky or, um, Velcro, And so we would, they would all be numbered and there was 25 of them and we would slowly add on to the picture. So you would put in the palm trees and the animals and the lantern that hung in the stable. And then on the 25th day, it would be baby Jesus. And I know that my brother and I always argued over like who got to put baby Jesus in. So my mom had to have (laughs) a, um, a a calendar or like a reminder of which year I got to put baby Jesus on and he got to put baby <laughs> Jesus on. And then um, when we would in the place, true spirit of Christmas, right? right of course. Of, of course, course. Of course. <laughs> um, when we would put our little piece of the picture onto the big poster, there would be a scripture attached to it. And so we were going through the whole Christmas story in those 25 days. And I still remember it to this day and remember just loving it as a kid. And it was just a great way of keeping the focus of Christmas on Jesus. That's so special. And it's special that it was something that she created too. That makes it so much more meaningful. Yes, for sure. I don't know where it is now. It did not end up with me and my kids. So I'm not sure what happened to it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So with your family, do you do things the same every year or has it varied like year to year for you guys? It's definitely varied. Um, We've focused some years more on like activities maybe. Um, but as I have grown in my journey with Christ and Mm -hmm. seeing my role as the discipler for my children, like my, for my my husband and I discipling them, um, definitely been trying to find more and more books and resources that are really just scripturally based. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of the good kind company, but they have wooden advent blocks that walk Mm. you through a whole devotional. And that is something new this year. So I can't really share much about it because we haven't started it yet, but that will be something new that we'll try this year. So we do change it up, but then like when we find something that we really like, we'll probably stick with it for a couple of years or maybe alternate here and there, depending Mm -hmm. on like, like this year with expecting a baby right in the middle of the Christmas season, I know we're going to go a lot more simple because I just can't commit to because you're wise. That's why (laughs) (laughs) too many activities right now just don't sound like a good idea. No, no. 
Well, and it's interesting, the timing of this too. Next week's podcast specifically is about the slowness of the season and really prioritizing slowness in Advent. So that will be good timing for you. Your heart will say amen to that. (laughs) I love that. I think that's such a valuable topic this time of year. Yeah. And it's hard. It's not easy, but just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not important. Exactly. Um, Yes, we change as well. And I think some of the change it's funny because there's some things that are same that are comforting that in there's comfort and there's peace and sameness for children of things that they can expect, like books that they know we're going to read Humphrey Humphrey's first Christmas. And it's the story of the camel, you know, getting ready to go find baby Jesus, or we're going to, as a family, make these treats for our neighbors, or even get out the advent wreath that they expect that sameness. But I had been in the habit of always doing the exact same like 24 day lead up to Christmas with my kids that we for about three years in a row did the same one where there was an ornament for every day and there was a devotion that went along with each one. And it was great, but we had done it for three years. And so when we were getting ready to get the things out, I think my son may have even asked my oldest when he was probably like 11 or something are we going to do the same ones again? Because I feel like we've kind of done those a lot of times. And it was neat because it had already been on my heart to maybe not do it. And I think that's the year that I said, you know what? No, we're actually going to mix it up. And I looked up the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent by Sally Lloyd-Jones, and she has some really excellent resources for free on her site to go along with her Jesus Storybook Bible readings. And so it will like say, read this on this day. And then it will tie it in to an Advent teaching about being expectant for Christmas and has some free coloring guides. So you can like color a little ornament or something like that and then put it up somewhere as part of a countdown leading up to Christmas or something that you can use in in that way. So we changed it up and that was a good choice. When they ask you to change something, it's a good choice to say yes and not hold on to it out of your own pride. (laughs) Well, I appreciate hearing that, knowing that other families do change. Cause I think you hear so much about like tradition and people do the exact same thing every year. And then you think, wow, we haven't either found something we liked, or we haven't done that. And you wonder if it's okay. So it's always nice to hear someone else changing it up as well. Yes. Another one that we're trying for the first, we're changing it up this year. So this year we're changing it up that one that I've wanted to try is Ann Voss camp has a book called the greatest gift. And I've read the actual book for me that she has the greatest gift itself is a book for moms or for adults. And it's very rich and meaningful reading. And I've really enjoyed that as a way to set my heart and mind in a place of expectancy of what the Lord is doing in my life and what he's going to be doing and just resetting my perspective as I lean into the Christmas season more. And she has one for children too. And so we're going to do the children one as part of our part of our Advent time this year, as part of our morning time together. So that will be fun. Okay, so we make all these changes and we make all these priorities because we know it's important. And I liked that something you said at the beginning was that sometimes you you think, oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to do enough, or am I am I really prepared enough for this? And sometimes those feelings can also come with like a weight or a guilt or a heaviness. And at some point along the way, I realized when I am feeling that nine times out of 10, it's because of how deeply I care. Mm. 
But my deep care and how deeply I'm convicted even, maybe it's a, a heaviness because of a conviction. But if Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, then I need to take that conviction and say, Lord, thank you for convicting me. Now, how can I put this into practice as a way to serve you so that it comes with a light and easy yoke instead of this heavy one that we tend to keep on in the midst of the season? So we're going to talk about the importance of Advent, but I want to make sure that our moms listening know this isn't about because you need to do it because it matters because it's important to make it heavy. It's to make it valuable but his yoke is still easy and his burden is still light, right? Amen. So so why do you think this is so important for us? Why do we change it all up? <laughs> well, as you were sharing about your upcoming podcast here and about having a slowness in this mm-hmm. season, I was thinking how important that is because there is such pressure and we live in such a busy Christmas season that it doesn't stop. I mean, it just, it goes and goes. It, it it started weeks ago and it's so easy to get caught up in that and to begin to forget why we are even in this season to begin with. And not that there's, I don't believe there's anything wrong with, you know, giving gifts and putting up Christmas lights and baking Christmas cookies. But if we forget why we are actually in this season, then we've, we've really lost something of value to you know, give to our children. So Advent for us is important because it's bringing that focus back to why we are here and what we are doing. And we we're celebrating Jesus's birth. I mean, we're, we're celebrating the savior of the world coming Mm -hmm. and we know, you know, what happens later on in the story with Easter and the resurrection. And so I just never want to lose that for my family to you know, there's nothing wrong with, with being slow in this season and taking the time to focus on scripture and to focus on Jesus's birth and what that really means for the Christian. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important also because there's a trade that has to take place because if we're going to incorporate these different important things of Christ, of service, you know, those service opportunities of the hay in the manger or the words in the sparkle box, those don't happen without time and without intentionality. And so if we're going to incorporate those things and readings from God's word and good picture books, good literature that we're reading to our kids during this time and singing the rich carols that have so much theological truth and weight mm-hmm. and so much um I mean, just so so much depth of having lasted through the years and the stories of how they were written and where they come from. If we're going to incorporate all of that and think we can put that on top of or in addition to what we're already doing, it is not going to come with a slowness or a stillness or a rest or a joy. And that's what we want. So I, when we model to our children, we put aside these other things for this season on purpose. And we'll pick them up again in the new year because this is the most important. It's almost as though we're modeling like a Sabbath lifestyle for them of Mm. saying, we put aside these other things to choose the most important thing during this season instead. Yeah. And it takes intentionality and 
it's not meant to be an added pressure of focusing on Advent. It's meant to be a reminder of why we are here. And, you know, when we're intentional with that focus of Advent and what all of the candles represent and Jesus coming and bringing love, joy, peace, it really just changes the mindset uh, for, for December. And I mean, it ultimately should change our mindset past December as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I liked when someone was speaking not too long ago who was from a Jewish background and they were speaking on a Sunday and they were saying that Sunday is their first day, that that is their first day of the week. Whereas we typically think of Mondays in you know American culture as being the first day of the week. But I really like the idea of thinking that Christmas is really in preparation for the first month of the year, mm-hmm. that by resetting all of our hearts with this expectancy towards Jesus and really digging our roots deep into truths of him for this month, it's really resetting us to start our first day, our first start of the year with a renewed mind and commitment and thinking on him, which kind of brings me also to scripture going to thinking New Testament first, why we prioritize Advent. I was thinking about in Luke where it talks about Mary treasuring up all these things and pondering them in her heart. And I love that about this time that when we get to, instead of just saying, okay, good. We did the, we did the candle check. Okay. We did the, this check, move along. That's not the heart that I want for my family to have during this time, I want the space for us to be able to treasure up these things and ponder them in our hearts Mm. because that's where the Holy Spirit gets to work and we get to experience the goodness that Mary got to experience or at least get a glimpse of a taste of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I find that when I am silent or at one of the Christmas songs, like a silent night or a holy night comes on. And we really just focus on those theological truths that are in those lyrics. It it's, it's very like life-changing and heart-changing for me. And I've always appreciated those, those quiet moments to really be able to bring in. But I love what you said about December being that start as opposed to the end and that focus for the new year and how important that is. Mm-hmm. And what about the Old Testament? Were there any things in the Old Testament that you that you think about when you consider the importance of Advent and prioritizing that for our families? There's that one line in um, I don't know, I shoot, I can't think of which song it is, but the the weary world rejoices. And I yes. think about how long the old the people of the Old Testament had to wait, and they're waiting and waiting for the Messiah to come. And whenever I think about how long they're waiting, like I think about us then today waiting for his, his second coming. Um, but I can't even like imagine what they were, were going through and to have to wonder. And when he finally came to, to the weary world, like the weary, weary world then rejoiced. And so that's what I always think about with the Old Testament is just their hope that they were consistently waiting and there was like that, that constants for them and Mm. you know, what they must have felt when Jesus was finally born. Mm. Yes. Yes. 
Well, let's talk about some ways that families can begin intentionally celebrating this year and ways they can really put it into practice. So I know we'll do this giveaway of the giving manger. That's one way that you could start a simple way that you could start. You get the giving manger. You're good to go. You could also try the sparkle box. You can look up the book and get the box and you have that and you're good to go. And those are simple ways to get started. Um, What are a few other simple ideas maybe that you would recommend? I know we've already shared some ways that we've done it. So maybe just incorporating some of those things, but any other thoughts of ways, encouragement you would give to a mom in this? It does not have to be anything fancy. It doesn't even need to be something store-bought or Amazon-bought. Like We have everything that we need in scripture. Mm, Um, Amen. So when we started doing Advent with our kids, I remember just bringing in, I think it was Luke 2.11, the passage, and having my children memorize that just so that they had that foundation that, you know, the the core of the season for them. And that's something that you can do in the car as you're driving to lessons and something you can do before bed. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just memorizing scripture during this time about Jesus's birth is really important and effective and something that is going to last in your child's heart and in their minds for years to come. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind is just focusing on memorizing scripture about Christmas, about the Advent season, and something that we all, you know, hopefully have in our homes right now. I'm trying to think of something else I would <laughs> add in right away. It, you know, it's it's easy to go get some candles and just to mm-hmm. light them on the Sundays leading up to Christmas and to be able to focus on the, the theme that week, whether it's love, joy, peace, and to look up more scriptures that are on that and to talk about how can we be focusing on this. And when Jesus came and he, you know, like how did he bring peace to the world? How did he bring love mm-hmm. to the world? And having those discussions with our, with our kids I think that conversation is just so valuable um, at, you know, whatever age they're at. Mm -hmm. Another thing I would recommend if you have especially young, younger children, if you don't have a nativity scene, or even if you have children who are a little bit older and you don't have a nativity scene that you'll let them play with, because maybe yours is really special to you or like breakable or something, get one that they can play with, that they can actually interact with and play with the characters and move them around. And I really think that using them to tell the story and you can retell the story, you know, a dozen times, tell the Christmas story to your young children. Uh, The world does not hesitate to retell Santa over and over and over. So let's make sure that even our little ones are hearing the truth of the story of Jesus, of Jesus's birthday, and really emphasizing that this is a true thing that happened because it's in the Bible. And the Mm -hmm. Bible is true because we have a lot of fairy tales or pretend stories that we tell our children. And if they are equating the story of Jesus to the story of Rapunzel, then we're missing something in there. So I think really, really emphasizing the fact that this is true. What a gift this is, that this is the true story of Jesus when your children are young, because that also helps establish that foundation that God's word is true and in all areas of God's word. And I would agree with the Advent 
uh, candles, if that's something that you want to start, you don't have to have a wreath that I know that that's traditionally how it is, right? but you could put it on a plate you know, or put them on a cake stand and let them sit up on the counter for the days leading up to the next Sunday and then bring that cake stand down to the table and tell the story. And um, I got to tell you, there will be one time that you're doing it at least that it's not beautiful and that it's not easy because we live with a bunch of children. And so they're going to act childish. So when you're doing things that matter and you're like, this was supposed to be beautiful and reaching their hearts, like just because one of them ends up landing on their head in the middle of the time, doesn't mean that the story still wasn't ministering to their heart. So absolutely, we we train them in these moments. But just because it doesn't look like Instagram or Pinterest or whatever it is, it's real. And we have real people and they are still going to be children, even as we are doing important things with them. Yeah. And it's also important to note that if it is really rocky and it's hard at first and things just aren't coming together, you you learn from that and you adapt. And so the next year you try something new, your kids are also going to be older. And I think we get kind of stuck in that well, we did this last year though. And I need to start traditions right away. Cause if I don't do the same thing as last year, then my traditions haven't begun. And what are my kids <laughs> like going to grow up with? They're going to be traditionless. And that's, that's not true. Like just keep at it. Advent mm-hmm. is, is the tradition and how you do it might change year to year. And that's okay. But I think the important thing is that you're learning, you know, what works for your family and what you want to do. And it's okay to, to alter that year by year. Mm-hmm. And to realize that we really set the tone for the Christmas season as moms. And there is so much joy in that and also a challenge in that, that I don't want to be a grumpy Christmas mom. I don't want them to look back and think, oh yeah, Advent season, that's where mom's so busy and so overwhelmed and so stressed about all these things. No, I want them to look back and know Oh, Advent season, that's when mom looks forward to Jesus being born and we do these fun things. So uh, don't don't hesitate to say no to other things so that you can say yes to this most important thing. And I'm excited. I'm excited for moving into this season and I'm excited for all that I know God is going to do in all of our homes as we move into Christmas. Same here. I'm very excited. (laughs) Well, and Bethany, I know your baby will be here soon. So congratulations in advance. It's so exciting. What a joy to have a Christmas baby. Thank you. I am actually looking forward to it. I thought, oh no, we're having a baby in the craziest time of the year. And then I was just like, no, this is great. It's going to really make us slow down and just be able to focus on Jesus and having a new little baby. It is. And what a, what a different glimpse into celebrating the birth of a new baby your children are going to have this year. What a gift. Yeah. Well, Bethany, thank you for joining me today. This was wonderful. And friends, you'll, I know you're going to want to go check out her podcast with her husband and also find Bethany on Instagram. And again, I will make sure to link all of those for you below. And don't forget to be watching for the giveaway of the giving manger this week. I know that is going to be a blessing to one of your homes. And I look forward to us getting to share it with you. Have a blessed week. I'll look forward to seeing you next week as we talk about slowing down in the holiday Christmas season. Have a blessed week. I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.